Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Some people call it a public health threat, others call it the new asbestos, and others call it a very difficult word to pronounce with many, many syllables. We talked to the top person of the Pentagon in charge of this mystery chemical from the ECOS conference in Vermont. This is Parts Per Billion. Hello once again to another special episode of Parts Per Billion, the podcast from Bloomberg Environment. I'm your host, David Schultz. Today, I'm in Burlington International Airport in Burlington, Vermont, and I'm here heading home from a conference of a group of state environmental regulators meeting under the auspices of ECOS, or the Environmental Council of the States. And from that somewhat awkward acronym, we now turn to an even more awkward acronym, PFAS. PFAS is a family of chemicals that can be found in products like nonstick pans, Scotchgard fabric, and especially in foam that's used to put out fires. These chemicals take forever to break down in the environment, and they've been linked to serious health problems when they contaminate drinking water supplies. The problem is especially acute on and around military bases, where firefighting foam with PFAS was sprayed liberally on landing strips and tarmacs. Cleaning this up is one of the big new problems that the Pentagon is facing, and the Pentagon's supreme commander on this issue is Maureen Sullivan, the Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for the Environment. I spoke with Maureen at the ECOS conference about what we know and don't know about PFAS, but first I challenged her to take a stab at pronouncing the thing. <laughs> I, I'm putting you on the spot. Can you, can you pronounce the whole thing? Um, it's per, per or polyfluorinated alkalide substances. So I, I, it took me a while to do that. I cannot tell you uh, what PFOS and PFOA stand for, which are just two of a suite of these perfluorinated, polyfluorinated substances. There's approximately three to 5,000 different of the PFAS family of compounds. And I'm not even going to attempt to say that uh, into a microphone, so I, I, I commend your bravery there. Um, where did they come from? Where, who, who created these, these chemicals? Um, so they're all man-made chemicals. They do not occur in nature. Um, uh, I understand they were started to be manufactured in the 50s. Now, their use is pretty um, widespread. Um, it's used in paper products. It's used in industrial applications. Um, it's used in where it comes to into the Department of Defense. Its uh, uh, portfolio is it is used in um, aircraft firefighting foam. So aircraft firefighting foam. Yes. And and when you so you, if there's like a fire on the runway, you'd spray this foam on the runway. Is that it? Well, you'd apply it to a, phone, a fire that is, um, involves uh, jet fuel. So let's talk about why that's a problem. Um, you know, these chemicals, uh, I gather, uh, 
can last in the environment for a very long time mm -hmm. uh, and also can cause some health problems. Can you talk about that? Well, I'm not the expert on the health problems, to be honest with you. Um, they are persistent, um, so they stay uh, for long times. The when you said, sorry, I yeah. just want to sort of belabor that point a little bit. Yeah. When you say persistent, you mean they, what do you mean by that? They don't break down. So once they're in the environment, they're in the environment. So and they move. So uh, if uh, they're in water, they would move with the water. So they would uh, be taken up by um, into your body if you drink the water um, or if you eat food that's been exposed to it. Um, so they'll just stay in the environment. They don't break down. And then I know you mentioned you're not the expert on the health issues, mm -hmm. but can you just talk a little bit about some of the, the concerns and the reasons why people are so worried about this? Well, the health issues are evolving right now. There's a lot of research being done. There's implications of the impacts on thyroid, um, uh, cholesterol levels, um, and things like that. So, um, again, I would defer to health agencies to really answer those questions in detail. So they can cause some health problems. We don't totally know what they are, but it sounds like they're serious mm -hmm. enough that we have, you know, environmental regulators. We have mm -hmm. drinking water um, administrators who are, are very concerned about this and are setting limits as to how much people should, should consume. Correct. EPA in the Office of Water issued what was called a preliminary health advisory um, uh, several years ago, but um, in 2016 in May, they issued a lifetime health advisory, and they set the levels uh, under this advisory at 70 parts per trillion. Which is a, that's a very tiny amount. It's a very tiny amount. But we're seeing a lot of, you know, communities have their water tested, and, you know, they're getting results that are well, well above 70 parts per trillion, mm -hmm. not, you know, everywhere, but in mm -hmm. enough places that, and geographically distributed, it's not in any right. one part of the country. Uh, and it seems like a lot of them are communities that are based near uh, military installations or on military installations, right? Mm -hmm. Well, yes. Uh, well, let me just step, step back here. Um, the um, Interstate Technology Research Council has actually done some research, and um, they found with the peak manufacturing year for 3M in 2000, the foam, the compounds going to foam, accounted only for 3% of um, where the PFAS was going to, only 3%. So where's the rest? The rest is going to paper products, um, industrial activities, fabrics like carpets and things like that. Um, oh, so you're saying it's, it's, it's maybe a misnomer that it is sort of military related? I think it is. I think you're seeing the attention on, on the Department of Defense is because we have a program. We moved out right away in May of 2016 to look for sources, um, to, to test our water, to see if we were the source um, for the water around our bases, and we were very um, open about it. Um, so so we, were, we were active and we were vocal about it, and I think that's caused, that caused people to say, Oh, it's all about DOD. But I will caution that the, this per, these compounds are used in a wide variety of applications. But I will admit we are a source, and we're 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 stepping up to meeting our responsibilities because we are a source in in identifying those locations where we have in fact used it, where um, uh, where we have known or suspected releases, and and moving through the process under CERCLA to address those.
and we say circle is that's the the um this is like super fun super fun yeah yeah super fun comprehensive environmental yeah, yes you it's can. just a lot yeah, we'll yeah. we'll you know we'll assume if you're listening to this you know what circle means yes yeah. thank you <laughs> um that said you know as you mentioned you know the the military is a source uh you know maybe not the the biggest source that's sort of debatable but like the, the military is a source mm-hmm. how do we clean this up because people people are saying this is the next asbestos you know this is going right. to be a chemical contamination that's mm-hmm. going to be with us for a long time. How do we start addressing this? Well, uh, um, the process is laid out in the in the Superfund law. Um, so we're following that, where we're identifying where we have known or suspected releases. Um, where that is, we, then we do the investigation to say where it was released, what are the circumstances, and how the water flowed from those locations out in potentially into the communities. If we suspect that um, it is impacting the water outside of our bases. We are working with um, those communities and those homeowners to test their water. Um, uh, drinking water and if there is um, if the water tests above 70 parts per trillion we are working either with the homeowners or the communities to put in um, provide alternative water or hook them up to um, other sources of water or install um, uh, treatment uh, systems. So that doesn't sound cheap you know finding other sources of drinking water you know mm-hmm. filtering out uh, ident- just you I mean that the mere identifying people mm-hmm. let's talk dollars and sense here you know what how much is this going to cost the pentagon um uh, that's a really good question i have done a very rough calculation back of the envelope that this was going to add about two billion dollars to our cleanup liability right now our our liability for all the cleanup of all the other chemicals sits including uh, unexploded ordnance sits at about 27 billion dollars for the department of defense work we still have to do wow so so you know, you're already, you know, liable for $27 billion. This is going to add another $2 billion. That's pretty significant. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is going to be, you know, taxpayer dollars that are going to be paying for this, right? Correct. Correct. Yes. I mean, all of our money comes from the federal budget. So it is, right. it's in the, it's in the Department of Defense budget. How long do you think this will take? Uh, you know, is this going to be something that will be, you know, a generation at the Pentagon? Or is this something you can do in maybe five, 10 years or less? I, I, I think it's a generation, to be honest with you. Once we cut off human exposure, it's going to take us years to figure out what are the sources, how does it prioritize with all the other chemicals we have to clean up. And, and within that $27 billion is also cleaning up unexploded ordnance on military installations, both current and former military installations. So the acute risk of explosive hazards has to be factored into that prioritization process. Yeah, unexploded ordnance seems pretty important as well. Yes. That was Maureen Sullivan, the point person for PFAS issues at the Pentagon, speaking from the ECOS conference in Stowe, Vermont. For more of our reporting on PFAS and other chemical issues, visit our website at news.bloombergenvironment.com. This episode of Parts Per Billion was produced by myself with help from Rachel Daigle and Jessica Coombs. Our editor is Marissa Horn, and our audio engineer is Nicholas Anzalata. The music for Parts Per Billion is A Message by Jazar. It was used under Creative Commons license, More information can be found at betterwithmusic.com. Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. 
At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.